The following is a Thunderbolt West Media production. Talking survival. With world events rapidly deteriorating, you need to secure your protein. You are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show with Jim Calhoun. The storm was coming, the sky was on fire, fear was in their eyes. It's my opinion that we should be prepared to lean on our faith and be able to step out on the sea. Thanks for tuning in to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun. This show features off-grid topics such as creating your own power, gardening, homesteading, and other issues related to off-grid living. I also seek to educate my listeners about survival and prepping, and I'll talk about anything from government corruption to chemtrails. Also, I feel that our constitutional republic is worth saving. So I never miss an opportunity to do my part in helping to save our republic. I have two main goals for this show. Number one, to help you build your faith in God. And number two, to help each listener become as self-sufficient as possible. This show comes to you from the Harmony Barn Studios, located near Hershey, Nebraska, in the United States of America. The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show is aired on KYAH, AM 540 in Delta, Utah, Utah's Talk Authority. Also, the show can be heard on 89.3 FM, Key Radio in Osage Beach, Missouri. And on shortwave, tune in to frequency 7.490 WBCQ, Monticello, Maine. This show is also available on demand as a podcast on Anchor, Spreaker, Podpoint, and Podpage. And be sure to visit the website at offgridliving.faith. And I really do appreciate you joining me today. Welcome aboard, everybody. I'm glad to have you at the show today. Now, I'm going to start off right off the bat and tell you that my voice does not sound quite normal because I've just got off the tractor. I've been out in the dust hauling hay. And I do little bales. I have to pick them up myself. And there's been no wind. And I've just been in a cloud of dust all day. And my sinuses are just a mess. And so you're going to have to kind of deal with this scratchy voice this show. And I would like to start off the show by thanking everyone who has contacted me. I really do appreciate the emails. And so please keep them coming. And I have some new listeners from KYAH. And they've contacted me. And I really appreciate that. And also I have podcast listeners who are contacting me. But there's one place I have not got an email from that I know of. They haven't specified. I haven't heard from any listeners from WBCQ. So please, if you listen on WBCQ, shoot me an email at jim at offgridliving.faith and just tell me you're listening. Because I need to put the money that I'm spending to buy airtime at the right places. 
And if no one's listening, I cannot keep broadcasting from any station that I'm not hearing anyone from. I'm sure I have listeners on WBCQ, but you have to contact me because there's no way that I can really actually know that until I start hearing from you. And with that said, I have to say that KYAH is excellent. The listeners there have contacted me almost from day one, and I really do appreciate that. Well, I'm going to be sticking my neck out in this show because I'm going to tell you some things in this show that if they don't come true, if what I say does not come to pass, then you can hang this show around my neck and say, see how wrong this guy is? But, you know, I don't really care. You know, this show is not about me. It's about you. It always has been. It always will be. And if I have egg on my face because I get something wrong, well, I didn't do it out of meanness or spite or trying to mislead anyone. But I have to tell you my honest-to-God feelings because the only reason I started broadcasting is because God opened doors for me. And I don't pre-plan my shows. I do not sit there and write notes out and plan it all out. I just pray about it, and then I start recording. And whatever I feel led to talk about is how I choose my topics. Now, is that the best way to do it? Well, probably not as far as the industry is concerned. But I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that's visiting with friends because all of my radio family out there, you're all my friends. And so I'm going to talk to you like a friend. And sometimes friends give you advice that doesn't quite line up or isn't quite right. And this might be that kind of a show. But I feel so strong that I have to tell you what I'm going to tell you. Back in the War of 1812, when I believe it was Admiral Farragut was trying to sail, was down in New Orleans, and they were sailing up the mouth of the Mississippi River. And he said, damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. And so that's my attitude in this show. Damn the torpedoes, full speed ahead. And so this show is going to be kind of a mishmash of a few things that are going on that you need to know about. But I'll do my best to keep everything in order. First of all, I want to state bluntly that we have idiots in charge of every government in the world right now. And these people are hell-bent for a nuclear war. And I'm convinced beyond a shadow of a doubt that we are heading to war. And I mean a bad one. Most likely a war that is worse, much worse, than anything anyone could imagine. It will make World War II look like a picnic. Whether you're off-grid or not, you need to understand something. You need to understand that there's nobody going to save you. Like that song in the 80s, Saved by Zero. Well, that's who's going to save you, is Zero. And so what you have to do is get it in your mind that you have to be your own champion. You have to turn all of your intellect on. You have to make solid, hard plans. And you have to mean what you plan. Don't plan something and say, well, I probably won't have to do it, so I won't do anything, but just write a few plans down. No, start working your plans. Once your plan is written or formulated, start working it. And I'm going to tell you a few things that I think you should do. Number one, protein. Protein is going to be priced out of this world. And we all need protein to be healthy and to survive, especially the children. 
And so you need to have protein. So what's the best source of ongoing protein? Having hens laying eggs. Now, I advised my son earlier in the year that I didn't think he should get chickens because I particularly don't like chickens. And I told him that they were just nasty birds that you put more feed in them than what you really get out of them. And while that is the case, I think that we need to have that ongoing source of protein. So if there's any possible way that you can get at least six hens that are layers, that are not so old and wore out that they just are worthless. But if you can have four eggs laid a day, you can provide some protein for your family. So I really stress, the larger the family, the more chickens you need. And so I think you need to start really nailing down your protein. If you haven't bought your beans, buy them. Buy enough beans to last at least a year. But I'm going to tell you, you're going to be paying hundreds of dollars for protein, and you're not going to have any money left over for anything else to buy. And so if you can at least take care of your protein, that'll stretch the money that you do have so you can buy other items. So you have to nail down your protein. Another thing that I advise you to do very strongly is get a shotgun, especially if you're in an area where there's good hunting. Learn how to hunt. Go out and hunt and bring your own protein home. I can't stress that enough. And make sure that you have enough shotgun shells that you can go hunting at least once a week for a year. So I would imagine that most people would go through probably half a box of shells every time they went hunting. So I would at least get 30 boxes of shells if you can. Yeah, that might be expensive. But I'm going to tell you something. If you buy all of these shells and you're not using them, and we do have this catastrophe that I see coming, those shotgun shells are going to be worth their weight in gold. And so you can trade someone a box of these shotgun shells for food or something else. I think these shotgun shells are going to be worth more than money. I really do believe that. So if you can get shotgun shells, please do so. If you don't own a shotgun, I'd get a good 12-gauge. Forget the 10-gauge, forget the 410s, forget those. Get a good 12-gauge. 12-gauge is a little bit big for some of the smaller game, but it's just right for geese and ducks and things like that, and that's what you want to go after. Another thing that I really think you need to do, I think you need to get, I think you need to get a complete tackle box. I think that you should be able to go fishing because I think that's another great source of protein. And I think that might be something you're going to have to do to provide protein for your table. And so if you're not a fisherman, find someone who is and learn how and have that person help you put together a tackle box. And I'm not talking about a weekend fisherman tackle box. I'm talking about a heavy-duty, industrial, let's-go-fishing-to-feed-our-family tackle box. And while you're at it, you probably should get a bow with some arrows, just in case you run out of shotgun shells. You can not only go bow hunting, but you can go bow fishing. I'm very serious here. I see things are going to deteriorate so massively so fast that our heads are going to be left spinning. And so you're going to have to have a bag of tricks that you put together with your own plan that you can reach into your bag of tricks 
and pull out just what you need at the right time. So get plenty of hooks, plenty of line, no cheap poles, no bargain basement stuff. Get the good stuff. You possibly may have to fish like your life depends on it. I know I'm sounding very alarmist, but I'm telling you, my soul and my gut is telling me that we are almost at that moment where the proverbial stuff hits the fan. And from some of the research I've been doing, some of the videos I've been watching, and some of the things I've been hearing what the politicians all over the world are saying, not only about wars and potential wars with breaking out all over the world, but financial collapse, and I mean total shutdown collapse. I'm talking about point of no return collapse. There's an awful lot of bad news out there, and it seems to be getting worse every day. So I don't want to scare anyone. I want to motivate you. I want to motivate all my listeners to become their own knight in shining armor. You're going to have to be the one you rely on. Because pretty soon, I think we're all going to be forced into being that man in the arena that President Roosevelt talked about in his speech so many years ago. So get outfitted out for hunting and fishing. Buy some chickens. And if you happen to have a pond, get the turtles out of your pond. You can use a live catch trap and bait them into there with dead fish parts or something like that. Just anything that the turtles will go for. Live catch them, take them out 20 miles away, release them in a river. But get the turtles out of your pond. Get the predatory fish out of your pond. And if you can, stock that pond. Stock it with bass or crappie or bluegill, or something that's easy to catch and easy to cook. Catfish, bullhead, and you can use several species of fish, but make sure that they're compatible. Make sure you don't put any predatory fish in with your other fish, because you don't need the competition, because you may need that protein for your own table. So get your ponds ready and cleaned out, and get them stocked. Now that's going to cost the money. And if you do that and it costs you several thousand dollars and nothing happens, well, then I have egg on my face. But I've learned to trust my gut. And my gut tells me that I need to tell you. The time is almost over. I mean literally. Almost over. And so if you've been thinking about doing something like I've just been talking about, buying chickens, stocking a pond, what have you, then you're going to have to do it now. Before the strikes start, before the economy collapses, before the, before the real war really heats up. And it's heating up more by the hour. So during this first part of the show, I've given you several things that I really desperately want you to understand that I feel very strong that this is something that needs to be done. And I'll be right back and I'll pick up where I left off. Broadcasting from the United States of America, you are listening to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. I'm going to take the time right now to tell everyone that my next show 
next week is going to be all about how to preserve your food. I'm going to go through every method that I can fit in in this hour-long show of how to preserve food. But I'm going to give you a heads up right now and give you kind of a homework assignment. I want you to take a look at what you have in your refrigerator and your freezer. And I want you to physically write down everything that you have right now in storage, especially in your freezer. And I want you to start researching how to preserve, without electricity, everything that you currently have in your freezer. Whether it be meat or fruit or whatever you have frozen in there. Learn how to preserve it. Because when the power goes out, and I'm more sure than ever that it's going to, you can't freak out. You're just going to have to calmly take the things out of the freezer, one thing at a time. Take it out and thought. Let the other stuff stay frozen as long as possible. And then do what you have to do to preserve it. Just don't panic and roll up your sleeves and get to work. And you can save almost everything in your freezer, even if your freezer goes down. That also goes for your refrigerator. There's alternative methods for everything. And there's lots of information on the internet, lots of information at your public library. And also, talk to some of your older relatives, the old grandmas and grandpas. Those people know how to keep potatoes from going bad, just packing them in straw. And also, there's people from that generation that know how to keep ice frozen without electricity all through the summer. The knowledge is out there. But what I want you to do is find out what you have in your freezer and find out what you need to do to preserve that without freezing it. And then next week, I'm going to talk about different methods. And I'm just going to have a for instance right now. There are ways to take eggs and then paint the paint over the shell, sometimes with the egg white. I've heard of several different ways. One way is to paint egg white over the entire shell. But there's other ways, so I'm going to talk about that next week. But you can keep eggs on your counter for up to a year. They'll stay fresh. And so there are things that you can do, and I think that's just as important as hunting or fishing or anything else, is knowing how to preserve what you have. And if you can preserve what you have without throwing any of it away, you are way ahead of the game. And so I would like for everyone to start studying canning, smoking, salting, preserving with lard. There are so many ways. Natural drying and freeze drying. There are lots of ways to preserve food. And I think you need to become an expert on how to preserve food. Not that you need to preserve all your food in these ways you know how to do. Just know how to do it. Have that in the back of your mind. Because right now, you're building a survival toolbox, and you need tools to put in this toolbox. And one of the best tools you can put in there is knowledge. Knowledge of how to do a lot of things. And so start with food preservation. That's where to start. Instead of sitting down and having a beer and watching a football game, sit down with a book or research on the Internet and start training yourself to be an expert in food preservation. because likely. You're going to have to be helping a lot of people, whether they're friends or family or just neighbors. There are going to be people totally, absolutely freaked out. And I want to tell you this, 
you don't want to be part of that group. And the ones that you want to help or can help, then you will be able to help them. And so I think learning this skill is absolutely vital, just as vital as learning how to hunt and how to fish. And I'm not going to talk about gathering and going out and foraging this show because I've been talking about that all summer. And also, we're pretty well at the end of our foraging season. But one other little homework assignment. Start studying now. So this spring, as soon as the thaw comes and the early plants start coming up, that's a great time to start foraging. And I have a feeling that you're going to need to. So become an expert on the local plants in your area of what's edible and search out recipes and uses for these plants. A good example is you can bake bread out of the inner bark of trees. You can use that for your flour. And also you can make flour out of the roots of cattails. And you can bake with that just like you would regular flour. There are so many food sources out there that are practically unknown by the Western world. And you're going to have to understand that you're going to have to become an expert of what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Now again, I know I sound pretty alarmed today. Well, the news that I've been getting the last 24 hours tells me that we've hit that spot. That slippery spot in the road. You know, when you're driving on ice and you lose control of your car, it's that instant that you know that you've lost control. Almost everyone who's driven a car has had that moment where they lost control of their car. Then all you can do is hold on, do your best, and hope you don't wreck your car. You hope that maybe you can just do a cookie on the road or end up in a nice shallow ditch that's not going to hurt anything where you don't hit any trees or anything like that. But when the car is out of control, you just got to grab the steering wheel and grit your teeth and brace yourself. Well, worldwide, I'm going to tell you this is just my opinion, but I feel we've hit a patch of black ice and we have idiots driving the vehicles. And we have a bunch of idiots that are in charge of driving this vehicle that we're in. And we're just passengers in this vehicle. And we have absolutely no control anyway. But we know just by the motion of the car that it's now out of control. And you look over at our driver and it's illegitimate Joe. And all of these absolute horrid people that are part of the government. Republican and Democrat. These people aren't going to help anything. Matter of fact, they're pushing for a war. And so we have idiots behind the wheel. But it's not just this country. It's England. It's France. It's Germany. It's Russia. It's Ukraine. It's everywhere. I don't think there's a sane, rational government in this world right now. In our news media, they're atrocious. They're horrid. What they're doing is criminal. They're not telling the people the truth. All they're saying is, wave your Ukraine flag and say, yay, Ukraine. That's all they're saying. And they're trying to say, yeah, Ukraine's winning. They either are stupid and have no clue, or they're just paid to do propaganda, which I think probably both apply. But Russia's like a rattlesnake, and they've been rattling. Rattlesnakes don't really like to strike at big things that they're not going to eat. And so they coil up and rattle their tail, and they say, leave me alone. If you don't leave me alone, I'll probably bite you. Well, Russia is rattling that tail. 
loudly, and they're saying, back off, back off or else. And if you think that's bluster, if you're willing to take that chance and disregard what I'm saying, well, that's you're right. Go ahead and disregard it. And there is a possibility that I am wrong, but I don't think so, or I wouldn't be putting this show together like I am. I really do think that things are out of control. Like I said, we're in a vehicle with black ice. We're out of control in a skid. We look over at our drivers, and we just have to shake our head. So I feel the only thing that we can do physically right now is to prepare. You got to prepare your intellect. You have to do a gut check. See how much sand you have in your craw. See how much grit you have. You're going to have to not be a quitter here. You can't give up and under no circumstances get depressed. You can't sit there and be lonely and depressed and feel defeated. There's no way that you're going to survive if you let those feelings come in and take over. Now, I will admit that all of this stuff I have to listen to and watch to do research for my shows is very depressing. I don't let it depress me, but I understand anyone could get depressed horribly by the world situation right now. But right now, mankind needs leaders like you and me to step up. Now, there are people that want to know a little bit more about me. And they think that since I have a radio show, I must have some special knowledge or something. And I hate to burst everyone's bubble, but I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy that got sick and tired of watching his country being torn apart by a bunch of fools. And now I'm just a guy who is absolutely horrified that the governments of this world are being manipulated by the World Economic Forum and groups such as that, into depopulating the planet and using false pandemics and creating viruses and unleashing them among the people and then creating a fake vaccine that is very effective at killing people. And now they're talking about all-out nuclear war. And there's something that everyone needs to know about Russia. Russia has been involved in several really horrid wars in the last 200 years. Russia has lost millions of people. And one of the reasons that Russia has lost that many people is that they were reactive and not proactive. And I think that the people in charge of the government of Russia are not going to be reactive. I think that they are going to be proactive. I truly feel that most of the governments in the world that are trying to antagonize Russia into a war still feel that Russia is going to do the same thing they've always done and just react to whatever situation is presented to them. Well, my gut tells me that that Russia does not exist. I think that the Russians who are in charge right now are also historians, and I think that they see the people that have been in charge of Russia over the last couple centuries have made horrible mistakes by sitting on their hands and waiting just to be reacting to what the other side has done. And so I can just see illegitimate Joe up there thinking he's Tarzan and beating his chest 
and all of a sudden he just disappears in a bright white light. I think it's that serious. I think our leaders have pushed us to the edge of the cliff, and I think the cliff is starting to give way under our feet. And also, if you're not right with God, you better get right with God. Because when this hits, this is going to be a tsunami. And you're going to need to have that inner peace and that inner strength that can only come from a relationship with Almighty God. You're going to need that. And on the other side of the break, I'll come back and I'll pick up where I left off. If you enjoy the Living Off-Grid Powered Information Show, I would ask that you consider donating to the show to help cover expenses because we don't get paid here. This is all done by donations. And we do not take anything online as far as PayPal or any of that because of all the censorship. Not that they have shut us off. It's just I'm not going to give them the opportunity. So we're going to do it the old-fashioned way by mail check, money order, or if you want to put cash in a secure envelope, we would appreciate any donation, any size. Just send all your correspondence to Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143. That's Thunderbolt West Media, P.O. Box 163, Hershey, Nebraska, 69143, and your support is greatly appreciated. This next song was recorded in 1902 by the Edison Military Band. America, played by the Edison Military Band. Replace fear with faith. Replace pessimism with hope. Replace despair with determination. And don't be afraid to rely on God and step out on the sea.
Welcome to part two of the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. I'm your host, Jim Calhoun, and today's show is pretty intense because I'm sharing my gut hunch, and my gut hunch tells me that we're just about out of time, that the situations around the world are out of control, and there's nothing we can do about it except get ready to save ourselves. But each day, I see the situation get a little bit more out of hand. And over the last 48 hours or so, I think we finally crossed that point of no return. I do hope that I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. That's the reason the show is like it is today. In this half of the show, I want to talk about other things, and it's keeping it real. What I mean by that is you need to have things that are real. Example. Money is real, even though it's fiat currency, and I get all the problems with that. But having something in your hand, whether it's coinage or dollar bills or what have you, it's real. Whereas cyber things, bank accounts that are just digital numbers on a computer, you don't hold that. And if that system goes down or the powers that be decide to confiscate everyone's money, which I don't think that's going to happen, but who knows? Well, not having that cash in your hand is really going to hurt you. And so everything that you're doing right now that you can't hold in your hand, you need to understand that you need to be able to take that part of your life and have at least a reserve of something to hold in your hand. In other words, Something that cannot be taken away from you electronically. And speaking of electronics, here's another example. Electricity. Unless you're like me and you produce your own power and you have the equipment to capture that power and store it, if you're a person that's just on grid, when the power goes off, you're out of power. And so the decision of whether or not you have power really does not rest with you. It rests with whoever is running the power company or if an enemy decides to blow up power stations or what have you. It's not your choice. It's out of your hands. And so, and so you can't hold that electricity for you to use later. It's something that you're just going to be at the mercy of whoever, whatever, and whenever. And that's really not a great place to be. But... A lot of people, that's your only choice. But there are a few things you can do, things you can hold in your hand. One of those things is being able to cook with wood or some sort of a portable stove. If you cook with the electricity and you do not have a backup, then I really am going to stress you have to get a backup that's not electricity. Get a small propane burner and get enough bottles to last you at least six months. Get a wood-burning stove. A couple episodes ago, I talked about building a rocket stove. There are things you could do. A campfire, an outdoor grill, an old-fashioned charcoal grill, anything. Have the ability to have that where the fuel that you need is in your hand, whether it be propane or charcoal or wood or what have you. And when it comes to lighting your home, when the lights go out, make sure you have something 
that you can hold in your hand, something they cannot take away. Candles, kerosene lanterns, that kind of thing. I know that kerosene is very expensive, but I'm going to stock up enough kerosene to last me a year because I use kerosene out here on the ranch quite a bit. And since I'm off-grid, I'm already outfitted out for if my power goes down, which it does from time to time, I simply just have to walk over and light my kerosene lanterns, and then I can go ahead and do what I'm doing. So I think it's very important that you have a backup of everything that you can hold in your hand. Money, fuel to cook, or lighting for your house. And that goes especially for food. I've been talking a lot about foraging. Well, learn how to forage. That's something that they cannot take away from you. And also, very few people are going to understand what you're even doing. You can be going out and getting the most nutritious plants that are growing at your feet while your whole neighborhood starves because they don't have that knowledge. So get the knowledge. That's something that you can't literally hold in your hand, but you're holding it in your head. So you're still holding it. Another thing you can do to be ahead of the curve is buy all of your garden seeds that you're going to use for next year or possibly for the next two or three years. Go ahead and buy those seeds and store them to where they won't go bad. I know old seeds do lose some of their vitality, but by and large, most of them will stay good for several years. Go ahead and outfit yourself out to where next, when next spring comes around, and you try to buy seeds, and you find out that they're illegal to own? Doesn't that sound crazy? It does to me. But I see that coming. These people that are trying to control the world are using food and energy as weapons. So we have to take control of our own energy and our own food. And that's not the reason I went off-grid. But I thank God that I'm off-grid. Because it's up to me to produce my own power. And you're listening to me right now with power that I produced. And I run my whole operation, my houses, my business, everything, the whole farm, with power that I produce. And also, I have the ability to do all of my work even if the power goes out, even if my equipment fails. And so that's another thing you need to have in your hand. Those are tools that do not need electricity. So you can go ahead and finish projects. Now you might say, well, I'm not a woodworker. Well, you may have to become a woodworker. If your house starts getting in disrepair and all the financial systems are down and it's hard to be able to pay anybody or find anyone who's going to work, you might have to do it yourself. And also, what happens if you have to defend your house and you have to build defensive positions in your house? I really don't feel it's going to get that bad everywhere, but I can sure see that in some of the areas in the cities, in the inner cities, that if you don't have a secure door, there's a good chance you're going to get your door kicked in by people who are looking for food. I think we're going to have hungry people, and hungry people do desperate things. So when we have a bunch of desperate, hungry people, you may have to have the ability to do some projects to shore up your own defenses of your own property. Again, I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to prepare you for what I think's coming. And so, little crank drills that you just crank your hand that operates the drill, shoulder drills, 
uh, brace and bit, that kind of thing. The good old wooden handled hand saws. Get a coping saw and a hole saw and a couple of ripping saws and so forth. You'll be able to do almost any project with that. And I know that this audience really varies as far as occupation and everything else. And so there are some people that listen to the show who are very handy that already are outfitted out like I'm saying that I think you need to be because there's not power everywhere. So lots of people do carry some of these simple hand-operated tools out on a job site just in case they're not near an outlet. And so a lot of professionals are already outfitted with some tools that they can use. It's not their primary tool. It's a backup. But that's what I'm talking here. I think you need to have backups. And so the tools are out there. You just need to search them out. And even if you have to buy them out of an antique store, that's money well spent and time well spent searching them out too. I'm going to touch on water next. Make sure you have a water purification system. And also, you have those pills that you can put in water that makes the most putrid water drinkable. While that doesn't sound appetizing, and me personally, I don't have that. I need to buy some. I think it's a great thing to have just in case everyone's out of water and the only water you can find is runoff water or pond water or something that may have some things in it you don't want to drink. You need to get all that stuff out of that water. And so there are survival kits that you can buy that will purify the water. And with that said, I would have at least two weeks worth of water stored away. And that's water to run your toilet. That's water to take a splash bath with. That's drinking water. That's water to cook with. That's a lot of water. But I really think that you need to have two weeks worth of water. And also find the nearest fresh water source to your area whether it be a river or a stream or a lake or something like that. But just know that if you get water from a source like that, it's very likely to be highly contaminated. That's why you need to have the filtration and also the ability to make the water drinkable, to make it safe. Now where I'm at, I'm blessed with having a freshwater spring only a mile and a half from my house. And the little stream off that spring runs right through my property. And so I know that that water is not contaminated by anything man-made. It's contaminated by animals and things like that, but it's not contaminated with chemicals. So I'm well ahead of most folks for that reason alone. Now before I say anything further, I want to tell you again, I'm just a guy on the radio. I'm just like you. I'm just a guy. I don't have any insider information or any sources that know everything. I'm just a guy giving you my opinion. But I'm telling you this, I feel this so strong that I want to shout this from the rooftops. And this is my way of shouting from the rooftops is by broadcasting on the radio and also on the internet. But before you go out and spend a whole bunch of money, know that you're listening to one man's opinion. And that's all. But I am here to try to help. And I'm giving you my honest gut feelings. Now with that said, I think you need to have the ability to make a tent inside one of the rooms in your house. A room that's away from windows. Why? So you can keep that heated with body heat. Whether you go out and buy a tent or tarps or extra blankets or whatever and sew together your own tent is up to you. 
but if you lay out the money to buy a tent, just leave it in its box and don't even take it out unless you need it. You can always resell it and get at least part of your money back if you never have to use it. If you don't have much money, those blue tarps are pretty cheap and you can make tents out of those. Just anything to cut the room down as far as the volume of air that needs to be heated. You can heat it with animal heat, and one of the easiest ways to do that is with a heavy-duty sleeping bag. Just zip yourself up and you'll be fine. Just make sure you have a sleeping bag that's safe to like negative 20 or negative 30 degrees, and it'll keep you safe, especially if you're in a tent inside of a room. You'll stay nice and toasty. The rest of the house may be frigid, but you won't be, and that's the main thing. And so I would make sure that each family member had a sleeping bag. Also, now is the time to, even if you go to second-hand stores or garage sales or whatever, buy extra blankets and heavy ones, the heaviest blankets you can. Get some extra heavy coats. Get some extra snow boots and extra gloves. Everything that you might need to wear, even while you're inside your own house. And so I would buy some outdoor clothing and also some indoor type coats that you can wear inside comfortably that'll still keep you warm. Make sure you're stocked up on all your medications. If you take medicine to stay alive, please pay attention to what I'm about to tell you. Most of our medications are now coming through China. And since we get a lot of our medications from China, and China seems to be buddying up pretty hard with Russia, that means that any problems that we have with Russia may affect your prescription medication. I know that sounds kind of wild, but if you connect the dots, you may be in trouble. So if you can, stock up on your medications and also research out alternative medications just in case you have to use herbal remedies. I'm not telling you to go off your meds. I'm telling you to have a backup plan and clear everything with your doctor. But make sure that you do not run out of your meds. And with that said, I'm going to go ahead and give you my take on some of the things involving some world events. And I'm going to really focus on the war in Ukraine because it directly affects us all. And before I get onto that, I want to add one more little thing. There's lots of good prepping videos out there. There's an awful lot of good people out there that really know their stuff. And you can see them at BitChute and Brighteon and also UgeTube, UgeTube, and RoxyTube. There's an awful lot of really good prepping sites and prepping videos out there. Get informed. Now I'm going to go on to my take on what's happening around the world. China is an ally of Russia. China is also an ally of North Korea. North Korea wants to send 100,000 troops into Ukraine to fight alongside Russian troops. And for those of you who think, well, Russia can't even defeat Ukraine, don't count on it. You're being spoon-fed propaganda by the United States media and also the puppet Ukrainian government. Russia has not begun to fight yet. Russia has been fighting with both hands tied behind their back. And if it gets as hot as I think it's going to, it's going to get hot really fast. And these people in Ukraine aren't even going to know what hit them. 
I honestly think that Russia is doing the thing that Muhammad Ali did. They're using the rope-a-dope technique. They're getting the United States and all of Western Europe to expose their true feelings. And also Russia is testing their equipment against the NATO equipment that's being shipped to Ukraine. I think that Russia is doing more to study what they have to do to win a bigger war. So I don't think that they want to close that war down until they have all the information they want. And so they're just kind of letting a few of their troops get pounded on. And I know they're losing some men and equipment. But if you notice that a lot of the equipment that Russia is sacrificing in Ukraine is their old stuff. They haven't brought out their modern new stuff yet. Not very much of it. And so Russia's playing poker. And so far they're winning. Because the West is exposing their hand over and over and over. While Russia is patient. They're just waiting. They're playing rope-a-dope. And it's all the Western leaders who are the dopes. They've got people so brainwashed that there should be a war with Russia. It's disgusting. I talked to a lady, and she said, yeah, we're going to have to go to war with Russia. It was at an outdoor party, and I didn't want to kill the mood of the party, so I just walked away. But what I wanted to do is ask her, why do we need a war with Russia? She probably would have said, because Russia invaded Ukraine. Well, they did. And I would have asked her, why did Russia invade Ukraine? She probably would have said, because Russia's evil, or they want power, or they want to grab the whole country. They want to reform the Soviet Union. All the things that the mass media has been lying about. When in reality, the United States and the CIA and also MI6 and England and, and some other NATO countries helped overthrow the Ukrainian government in 2014. And this new puppet government started systematically murdering their own citizens, the ones that were ethnic Russians, the ones that spoke Russian and had relatives in Russia that were, that were in effect, Russians living in a neighbor country. And so Russia invaded to put a stop to that. That's the truth of the whole situation. And so while Russia has done some really evil things and some bad things, I can honestly say that Russia is just trying to protect Russians. And what should happen in this conflict is Ukraine should surrender and just end this madness because Ukraine is not going to survive no matter what. Ukraine is done as a country. Either the Russians are going to control them or the Western NATO countries are going to control them. But they will not be their own uncontrolled country. They're going to be a puppet of somebody. And I don't think Ukraine surrendering is the worst thing that can happen. This thing escalating out of control and turning into an all-out nuclear war, that's the worst thing that can happen. And that's where we're headed. So make sure that you're very outfitted up. I'm starting to run low on time, so I want to at least get this in before the show ends. In many families, everyone is not on board with prepping. I understand that. Lots of people see that buying things to prep with is a waste of money and a budget breaker. And if you don't use these supplies, that person is correct. It is a waste of money and it is a budget breaker because a lot of the survival things are very expensive. And so if you're a survivalist or someone who's prepping and you're married to or in the same family of or something like that you have a relationship with, 
one of those people that think it's a big waste of time. You have to understand that they have a point. That it's like buying a Y2K kit. If you bought a Y2K kit back in 1999, you got burned. And lots of people did buy Y2K kits. They never used the things because, because it was a moment in time that was predictable. So everybody knew on January 2nd, when everything was still working, that Y2K, that whole event, did not happen. So lots of people were stuck with egg on their face. And lots of people were stuck with a whole bunch of things that they bought that they had no use for and now had no resale value. And so I do understand the mindset of those who want to balk or drag their feet. But this time it's different. This time it's out of control. This time there's no set date. It could be tomorrow. It could be a week from tomorrow or a year from tomorrow or 10 years from tomorrow. But I do think that the world is a big pressure cooker and it's about to blow because there is no pressure relief valve because we have no diplomats. All we have are warmongers. That's it. And warmongers get rich off of war. And I think the warmongers don't care how many people die because their family members are not going to war. Most of these people have their own private bunkers and they were built by taxpayer money. And they're probably stocked with food with taxpayer money. You have to understand that we peons out here, we're just cannon fodder. And I think that that's their plan is just to get rid of a lot of people. And so getting back to that person in your family, or maybe it's your entire family and you're the only prepper in your family, will just quietly go about your prepping and prep for them too. Understand that if you're right and they're wrong, they don't need to suffer because they were wrong. And they have lots of reasons for the feelings they have of not prepping. And Y2K is a great example of that. A lot of people got burned. And so I would imagine that a lot of the people that live through Y2K are not prepping right now. Just because they got burned once and they have that old saying, Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And so there is a mindset out there we have to understand that preppers all need to understand. You may not agree with it, but you need to understand it. But you need to quietly go ahead and get your sleeping bags, quietly get your extra heavy-duty bedding, quietly research how to preserve your own food, get everything prepped and ready for your whole group, your whole family. Even if you're the only one who's doing all the work and the only one that believes in what you're doing, I know it's really hard to do, but you have to swallow your pride and do what you think is best. Now, if they cross the line and don't want you to prep for them and they demand that you don't do anything for them, well, maybe they're like the people that stood outside of the ark as the water was rising and asking themselves why they were so hard on Noah and why they ridiculed that man so much for building an ark. But I really think that the Bible says the end times are as in the days of Noah. And that doesn't mean just one thing. That means everything, as in the days of Noah. And in the days of Noah, there were scoffers and unbelievers, and those people perished. And so we have to mentally prepare for that as well. We have an awful lot to do. We don't have hardly any time left to do it. 
I haven't even touched on the Faraday cages and things like that that I think you need to get your sensitive electronics in. And also, get things you can hold in your hand. If everything you have is stored on a cloud or everything you have is stored on a computer, print things out. Get physical copies, something you can hold in your hand. Of everything that means something to you, whether sentimentally or legally or business-wise or what have you, get everything in black and white and then store that in a very safe place. While I hope I haven't been too scary in this show, I hope that I've woke some people up, that it's time to act. Matter of fact, it's way past time, but I think we're about to the moment where it's going to be too late to act. And so if you haven't started prepping at all, you have a huge task ahead of you. Just make sure that you spend your money wisely and you prep for the most likely things that can happen in your area. In other words, if you're in South Texas, you don't need to buy the heavy-duty sleeping bags. Just use your head and your own judgment. And if you don't really have a clue what to do, take it to God in prayer. I really do think that the situation is that serious. Well, if you get something from this show and would like to help me out by donating to the show, I would really appreciate it. Because the show is expanding, and I have more expense every month. But unfortunately, it takes a while before the donations catch up with the expense. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. And so if you've ever considered donating to the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show, now would be an excellent time to do so. And you can donate by mail. I take checks and money orders and cash. And you would write the check out to Thunderbolt West Media. Thunderbolt West Media. And you would mail to Thunderbolt West Media. P.O. Box 163 Hershey, Nebraska. P.O. Box 163 Hershey, Nebraska. The zip code is 69143. And your donations of any size are greatly appreciated. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, buckle down. Do what it takes to keep yourself and your family safe. Stay strong. Stay hopeful. Keep your powder dry. But most important of all, replace fear with faith. This is Jim Calhoun with the Living Off Grid Power and Information Show. The song Step Out on the Sea is performed by Brit Small and Festival. Thank you for listening to Thunderbolt West Media.